Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast is sponsored by Geek Girl Strong. Geek Girl Strong is basically the health and wellness community for nerdy women who don't necessarily love working out. It's run by Robin Warren, who is an amazing health coach and personal trainer. Um, She does all kinds of great in-person, group, and private sessions, as well as online options. You can check out a lot of those on her Patreon, too. I can tell you it really works. Uh, I've been working out with her for over a year, and I don't hate it, which is really saying something. So check her out at geekgirlstrong.com and follow her all over the internet at geekgirlstrong. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I am here with Jamila Browser, who I have actually been internet stalking for years in your meeting for the first time. <laughs> oh, not even in person. You're in Florida now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm in South Florida um, in Broward County. But I have been like internet following you since you were in New York because you were one of the first people who started Geek Girl Brunch. You were one of the three founders. So I've known about that. And then when I first started my shirts, I found your blog as one of the like kind of few at the time female like blogs that also talked about fashion. And now you're doing a million things. So I'll let you like actually introduce yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like also very glad that we're finally meeting too because it's like you're everywhere and all my friends know you and you're so awesome and I'm like how has this not happened before but of course like it was like ships what is it It passing in the night like we were so close to meeting right before I moved down to Florida but here we are with the help of the internet yes and then Rachel who was just on a previous episode uh you guys are obviously good friends because you started Geek Over Brunch together and I said that awkward like Hey, can you introduce me to your friend? <laughs> so thanks, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> so tell everyone like who you are. And I mean, there's a lot going on. So you can just start at the beginning if you want and we'll piece it together. So I was born on April 3rd. No, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm doing like a lot. I guess so the beginning of the journey did start with Geek Girl Brunch, my blog. I don't even know when it started. I should know years off the top of my head, but I don't. Um, But it started uh, like several years ago. Actually, no, I do know when it started. 2000, because it was when I was in grad school. So it was 2010. And I think it ran for about six years before I stopped it. But yeah, I started Geek Girl Brunch or Girl Gone Geek. See, I'm getting all my things like mixed up. I started. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I started Girl Gone Geek um, in 2010 in grad school because I loved geek stuff and I wanted to write. So I thought about starting a blog and I wanted to talk more about the stuff that I love because I didn't have a ton of friends who liked anime and video games and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, well, if I can blog about it, that gives me a chance to talk about it. And maybe I can make some more friends from it. So in that regard, (laughs) it was super successful (laughs) because I've had like so many friends because of it now. And um, that was pretty much my intention was just to like talk about the stuff that I loved and kind of get my passions out there. And um, through that, I became like I was on Twitter. Twitter is kind of like where I live on cool. on social. 
um, because it's so easy to actually like talk to people and like have conversations versus other platforms. And your handle is your name, right? It's yeah, Jamila Rouser. So J A M I L A R O W S E R. Go follow her, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like before it was like different for Twitter and Instagram, but it's the same for both. So it was like, I just started to follow other geek bloggers and become friends with them. And just like that online subculture of geeky women. And that was where, um, it's funny because Yassel who's one of the co-founders of geek girl brunch, won a giveaway on my blog. And that was our first interaction. Yeah. And so that was the first thing that happened. And then we met, um, when we were at the way station, the Doctor Who bar in Brooklyn, that was yeah. the first time we met. It was some Doctor Who event, and I and I don't know how we both knew we were going. We must have been following each other on Twitter, and so that's how that happened. So then we became friends, and then Rachel also was a frequent way station like person, and we would always see her. We she was right. always the girl with the cool <laughs> leggings, and. <laughs> So then, um, so that's kind of how our like worlds like, you know, overlapped and, um, through us hanging out, we were also friends with other geek bloggers in the city and realized that we never really got to hang out with each other. Um, even though we lived near each other. So we started to set up geek girl brunches, um, which was just like, Oh, excuse for us to get together, hang out, have themes because we love themes and love an excuse to like cosplay and dress up. So we'd have like, let's make this a Harry Potter brunch and we'll go to a shop that sells wands in the city and things like that. Um, so when that happens, we'd post it online, of course, and people were like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I wish I could go. We're like, guys, like maybe we should make this a thing. It actually happens when we had a Doctor Who brunch and it was just us three who showed up. And we were like, that was our planning session of like, okay, we are all committed into making Geek Girl Brunch an actual like thing outside of just us and a few other people and making it like an organization because we're having a ton of fun from it. We know how important it is for us to kind yeah. of have these spaces for women and non-binary folks and geek culture to just like meet and hang out and network and have fun um, because culture like the rest of society is really terrible to women so we wanted a space that wasn't especially when you guys started like i feel like people brunch was one of the first things that happened that was like good for women and then now it's sort of growing but it's so incredible that you guys started that because almost I mean, all the interviews we've done so far and almost everything in my life, like, stems from Geek Brunch in some kind of way, which is really amazing. Like, we will have these, like, emotional chats sometimes because we're just, like, in awe of how much it's grown. And, um, like, obviously we couldn't have done it without, like, all the officers, all the brunchettes, like, all of that stuff. It's And I think the reason why it's grown so big is because people wanted it. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, we never put, like, we never really tried to, like, promote it in a huge way. Like, we didn't put any sort of, like, ads or anything out there. It was basically word of mouth. That's when you know it's a good idea. (laughs) Right? And because, like, the geek subculture is very, like, two degrees of separation, I feel that it was really easy for the word to travel about it and that it could really be anywhere it wanted to be if there were people who were willing to put in like the time to, to run it. 
So which is yeah, all over the world course. now. So I yeah, mean. it's crazy. Like we have it in Europe and in England, um, and we get requests for like people who want to start them in like other countries as well. Um, it's just it's a lot of work, but it's it's very fulfilling and it makes me super happy that it exists. And we all thank you for it. So <laughs> seriously, I don't think the minute I like tapped into that, I mean, not necessarily like just eco brunch, but the entire geek community that is, was actually a thing now because before it was yeah. so sporadic. That's like when my business took off because I was like, cool, I found people. I was just doing it myself before peers, yeah. photographers, customer, like everything. Like, so it's been huge. all up in your like ads and like marketing. Cause I think it's just, there's such this, this like, I think desire for like just women in geek culture to help each other. And like, we're just super passionate about the same things and good people want to help other good people and like, you know, do what we can do. So it's, it's just really yeah. awesome to see everybody like, be a part of each other's things like with Robin and Geekle Strong and your brands. It's just, it's awesome. It's just like super awesome. Um, yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool. So after, so Geekle Brunch, that's still happening. Um, so during that, I also started straight out of Gotham, um, which is a way for me to showcase the connections between hip hop and geek culture. Cause I love hip hop. I love yeah, geek culture that's awesome. and tons of like rappers make geeky references and I would love hearing them. So I wanted a way to kind of showcase that. So I feel like that's a niche audience right there of just like hip hop nerd, like heads and geek culture folks who like, like both of those kinds of things. That's so like that Venn diagram overlap. Is that a blog or it is a, it's sort of like a couple different things. We have a Tumblr played out of oh. Gotham tumblr.com um and we're straight out of gotham on most socials but um we also started to do events um which is really exciting and i run it now with my boyfriend jamar because he was kind of like really just the only one doing it for a while because i was so busy he was like my ghostwriter (laughs) and i'm like i should just bring you on and like because i can't do like with geek girl brunch with my blog at the time like i couldn't do straight out of gotham like as well. So now we kind of do it together and um, we've written articles, we've had playlists on title. So it's been, it's another really fun side project that we have. Um, so we want to continue to do events. We did our first one like a few weeks ago in Miami. So um, we just want to like do something for that kind of, you know, that's community awesome. as well, because that's something we're a part of. Um, so then finally coming to comics. <laughs> Um, I love comics. So, and I read like a, I read mostly manga now and like a lot of indie stuff. Um, and I had a desire to like read stories that were about people that look like me more. And I just wanted to like have a lot of more of these like slice of life moments that were like specifically like black woman focused because I love Jose and Shoujo. But I really wanted to also like see some black stuff up in there too. But I mean, I'm not going to expect to get that out of like manga. I mean, if you want to see something that doesn't exist, you have to make it. So you're right. (laughs) So it was just like, I should do these. Like I had all these different story ideas. So it took a lot of like, um, 
courage, I guess. Like I had a lot of like, I would, who do I think I am trying to write a comic? Like, I'm not going to be any good. Like all this stuff. Was this your first comic or like, yeah. Oh, whoa. is my first comic. It's the first script that I finished. I'm working on another one now, but it's the first one I finished. And um, it took a, like with my anxiety anyway, like I have generalized anxiety disorder. So I would just be like, Oh, what if like people hate it and it's terrible and blah, 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 blah. But then like, that's not based off of anything. Like I haven't done it yet. So I don't know. So I just had to get over that hump enough to be able to like finish it, put the script out and, um, and go for it. Cause I feel like I won't really know unless it's done. And I just had a strong desire to just have it out there. Like I wanted wash day out specifically because I feel so strongly about hair and our like relationships to hair as black women. So um, that was one of the ones I was just like, all right, if this is going to be my first comic, like, or if I'm going to have a comic out, Wash Day will be the first one. Well, and my, the editor of the podcast and the magazine, uh, my college friend Liz, um, so like she looks at everything we post on the blog because she is editing. And so when I did the write up of the comic, <laughs> she saw, I think she maybe just even saw like the, the page that I posted. She was like, wait, this is my whole life. Like knowing nothing, she's not even, we're different kinds of nerds. Like she's way more book nerd and hasn't read a ton of comics. Like, I mean, she has read them before, but so like a person who is not even in this world as much was like, hold on, what is this? I need to read this right now. So like it is working and you hit, I mean, you hit a thing that is a huge part of a ton of people's lives that no one's talking about. And I, that was something that was a concern for me too, that I was like, oh, this is going to be too niche. Like, of course, like there's the people who read comics who, you know, have like, who understand wash day and have their own, like very extensive wash day rituals and stuff. But outside of that, like, how am I going to reach those other women who don't read comics and may not be able to like hear about it? Um, from like comic sites and things like that, but it's been picked up by like Essence and Ebony and like all these other places. Oh yeah. So like the one thing that I thought was a concern was like kind of what helped it grow, like the Kickstarter be so successful, which has been awesome because I feel like it's just a very like personal project that I was, I just wanted to exist. I wasn't like, Oh, let me make this marketable, like all this other kind of stuff. So I think it's just like, yeah. a great example of why you should just do what you want to do. <laughs> just as simple as that. And like, you know, yeah. it can end up working out like really well. And it's just like even more fulfilling because not only is it something you really wanted to do, but it's something that people really wanted to exist as well. So it's just, it's made me super happy and the Kickstarter is not even over yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, this will definitely come out before the Kickstarter is over. Um, so that you can all go support it. If you, I mean, it already hit like your, it hit the amount you wanted to reach in like 48 hours, right? Yeah. So one of the, so we had stretch goals to get like an artist bonus for me as a writer to get paid, which is nice. Yeah. yeah, um, totally. <laughs> Cause like, I didn't put that in the original goal. Cause I'm like, that's not really necessary for for this comic to be like out. Like I just want it to be printed. Like I had already paid Robin and, and still have like one last deposit to pay Robin. The editor has been paid, like all that kind of stuff. So this is really just for the printing and hopefully getting it out there more. 
Um, and so there's an artist bonus as a stretch goal and also for it to be translated into Spanish. So Joannette Gill, who is of Power and Magic Press, and she's helped put together so many awesome anthologies, is going to be the Spanish Spanish translator. And then Desiree Rodriguez, who is an editor at Lionforge Comics, is going to be the Spanish editor. Um, So I am like, I feel like I have such a great team. And Robin Smith's the artist, and she is so amazing like I love her art and like the, the sensitivity that she puts into the work and she's super sweet and awesome like I just feel really lucky to have such a great team and J.A. Michaelene is the editor and with this being my first comic I learned so much from Jam um, with when it comes to like writing stories and um, writing comics specifically and it's been a huge help and she's also the editor for the other comic that I'm working on now too. So sweet. Yeah. So how did you find, I mean, I'm assuming you have connections from all the things we talked about before that you've just been in this world for a while, but how did you like put together the team of, because this has to be like people who are good at their jobs, yeah. then people who are cool. <laughs> and then I'm assuming people who get it too, because it's like a little geeky, it's comics. It's like a specific mm-hmm. scenario. Like how did you curate or put together the, team who's doing the yeah so I had been following Jam for J.A. Michaeline I'd call her Jam I've been following her on Twitter for a while she's a great comic editor comic critic and writer and I think she has really great taste in comics and she's very um very like picky with her taste too so I'm like well if she's gonna be my editor and she likes it, then it should be good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, awesome. So I have like somebody really smart and talented as the editor, like that will make sure that um, the script is good enough for the artist that I have. So Robin, I didn't know about before um, writing Wash Day. I ended up seeing her art because somebody retweeted it, which is also like a little oh. note of just like retweeting and sharing people's work and making sure like, retweet it and if you do post it make sure you like credit the artist or tag them or something because you never know who's going to see it and what work that can lead to so I literally found Robin because somebody retweeted her and I was like "Ooh, this is beautiful who did this so then I just started to follow her I was already like looking for an artist for wash day and somebody who fit the aesthetic that I wanted um so I started to follow her I like bought all of her stuff like twice over because I kept giving stuff away as gifts. So I'm like, oh, my friend would love this. Oh, this would be good for this friend. And she wrote a comic called The Saddest, Angriest Black Girl in Town, which was really, 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 really good. And it's about her. She's Jamaican um, and she moved to New York like, and she was in her teens. But now she lives in Vermont. She's been there. um, She went to school for art there. And she's one of the few black people in this very small town. And it was about her, her experience there. And I, even though I haven't been one of the few black people in any sort of town, I did relate as just being like one of the few like people of color and like very like white dominated spaces that were, I didn't feel very safe in. So it was really um, relatable and really beautiful. Like her art's so great. Um, so I was like, I really want her to do it. And I loved her black and white artwork and I wanted Wash Day to be black and white. I think it's just a lot of the comics that I read are manga and I love black and white. Like I love color too, like a lot, like a really good colorist or coloring in a comic is just like 
amazing and I'm super into that too, but I just saw wash day as black and white. So, um, that worked out really well. And then Joa met Gil. I just been a fan of her. She's super inspiring. Everything that she's doing in comics and Desiree, um, is a great editor and works at line forge and she's Puerto Rican. Um, and Joe Metz Afro Cuban. So I was just like, this is a super dream team. Um, so some was just like people that I admired. And then Robin was kind of like a person awesome. that I saw and was immediately drawn to their art. <laughs> I love that so much. That's so cool. Um, something I probably should have asked earlier. Can you explain wash day? Like for people who may not, oh, get it? Yeah. Because, like I truly wouldn't have known what you were talking about until I got to college and like met people who were, you know, a little <laughs> more different than me than I had my entire life so far. So like, can you yeah. give a, a little background of like what that is. Totally. I should totally tell people what Wash Day is about. So Wash Day is a comic. It's a slice of life comic. It's 27 pages and it is a slice of life comic that pays tribute to the beauty and the endurance of black women in their hair. So it follows the main character, Kim, and her roommate, Cookie, as she goes through her wash day routine. So wash day isn't like washing clothes or washing your car. It's This is her washing her hair. So a lot of Black women, mostly, who um, their hair is a lot of work to maintain and care for, our wash days are very, like, extensive. <laughs> Especially if you have, like, if you go to a salon or if you do your hair at home, like, it is a whole day or it's just like a large part of your day um, and you really have to work around it. And there's just a lot of like money and time and attention and frustration too that goes into caring for our hair. And so wash day, I really wanted to celebrate um, us for not only the time and attention that we put into our hair, but just the audacity of putting so much care into our hair when it's, such a contested part of our body um, that we get in society with like racism and, and microaggressions and things like that, that, you know, despite all of that, we still put all this time and and attention and love into it. And it's sort of our crown. Um, And I, I love that. And I wanted to celebrate that and kind of like make, make women who can relate to that experience feel seen and heard and, and admired for it. And my wash day experience is very long. So I've had a lot of time to think about wash day as I sit and detangle my hair for like 30 <laughs> minutes and think about cutting it and like, uh, so I really want to just keep detangling my hair. Like if I just cut it all off, I won't have to worry about it. And then when I'm done, I'm like, Oh, but it looks so great. Yeah. So I can do this for another week. <laughs> And that's kind of just how I go week by week. It's just these ups and downs um, with my hair. So, so yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm really happy with the response it's gotten. It makes me, makes I, I just can't believe it. Also, like it's just truly surreal. I feel like it's a dream, and one day I'll wake up and I'll just realize, no, the Kickstarter is not funded. Nobody likes it. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but it is like that. I mean, that's a story that isn't told that often. Like it's not, you know, that's not a huge part of, especially in comics. I've never, I mean, I am a super comic noob. Like I don't know many, but I've never seen a story like that, which is 
Very, very cool. Yeah. I have, I've seen some stories about hair, but they're not really written in this way. And I wanted something that was like unapologetically for black women and made by and for us. And like, the people who don't understand or don't, you know, haven't heard of wash days or really, you know, had that experience can learn from it and hopefully appreciate what we'd be doing to our hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is it's like, this is your first comic. Yes. Um, so it's already written. Like, is it finished and the Kickstarter is just to get it made or like, what are the next steps for you guys? Yeah. So the, the script has been done. The comic is in its final stages of being created. It's in cool. And um, the inks are almost done. And it's just grayscaling or grayscale like coloring after that. Um, so it should be done by May. Um, but I, wow. I did give a lot of buffer to my like uh, anticipated timeline. Very smart. Moving really well. Uh, moving along really well. We also have um, sticker sheet for the Kickstarter. Which I saw those. They're so I beautiful. love the sticker sheet. Oh, we also have an art print with Kim and Cookie um, that I think is really gorgeous as well. So if you back the campaign, you can get the digital comic, the print comic, the sticker sheet. And the art print, and there's you know different sort of bundles and versions of that based off the reward tiers. Um, so the sticker sheet's done, the art print is done, and the comic is almost done. So people will get this. Um, awesome. I would say by the end of the summer, early fall. I mean, it probably really be end of the summer. It's just really how long it takes me to package everything. Uh, that's really right and that's, don't understand really that, that is hard work so like maybe end of the fall, but, um, but I think it could be earlier and um yeah every it's really for the printing this is what it's going for but now we have oh now that Spanish tra- the Spanish translation is happening yeah. that's going to happen once the kickstart yeah. is done and that really won't take a lot of turnaround time either so um, that should be also kind of done. The translation should be done around the same time. The comic um, art is complete too. So we should really be good on that as well. Um, but I'm really excited about it have, being in Spanish too, because I don't really see That's that so done awesome. too much. And it could just be like, you know, not having enough money for it. But I figure if I have a Kickstarter, I can make this a stretch goal and have Wash Day more accessible to um, Spanish speaking and reading folks, um, especially because wash day experience isn't exclusive to like english speaking women of color but like also in the caribbean and south america and all over the world um who speak spanish and i just wanted to have that available for them um all about making it more accessible if possible so yeah that's awesome yeah so everyone who backs the kickstarter will get it do you guys have plans to like i mean I don't know what if you know like what happens after this. Like, do you have plans to sell it after, or like, do you just wait and see what happens? Or it's going to be available after the Kickstarter. I don't see myself not wanting to sell it. I do want to. I'm going to yeah, Top yeah. Bubble, which is a convention in Leeds, because I'm visiting a friend in Leeds. At the same time, I'll be tabling there. I was asked to be a featured guest at Comic Con. Uh-huh. It's comic with like a Q U E in Detroit. Uh, which is awesome. And that's in October. So I'll be tabling there too, but I do hope to table at more conventions. It'll be available. People um, have an online shop. Uh, And then I'm also hoping to create some other merchandise that is spun off of wash day. Um, So yeah, this is just like a one and done. 
for me. I want to continue working in comics and selling and selling stuff. So I do have another comic that's coming out hopefully by the end of the summer. Um, I'm not ready to announce it yet because I kind of want to give Wash Day its shine. But, yeah, I can, <laughs> I know, right? but I can say that it is a sci-fi slice of life. So what? yeah, so that's <laughs> and it's revolved. That's so awesome. <laughs> There's a like I love slice of life, um, and I really want to highlight like really small but big moments that a lot of people can relate to. So that's kind of the the like um, motivator for a lot of my stories. Um, so yeah. How do people find out about that one? So they like, can go to my website, um, jamilarouser.com and there's a comics tab where you can just go to jamilarouser.com slash comics and you can sign up for my newsletter and I'll keep everybody updated. I tend to try to give, um, subscribers like a little bonus, whether it's finding out about the, co- the Kickstarter earlier, like knowing the exact time it started before everybody else did. So they had a few hours to sort of get early bird specials and limited rewards before I sort of told the rest of the social media and stuff. Um, And I'll probably do, you know, discounts and things like that. So it's good to sign up. I won't be spammy, of course. I'm also too busy to do a bunch of emails all the time. (laughs) I I hate being like, oh, why did I subscribe to this? Um, But yeah, I think it, yeah, that's a great way to keep up or just following me on social too at jamilarouser.com. I will always be talking about my stuff. So, and I always like talking about anime and trap music is just something else I talk about a lot. So fair warning, music, music and anime are kind of my, uh, my, my brand, (laughs) my aesthetic is trap music and really cute anime. That's so great. (laughs) Oh, so guys, go follow Jamila everywhere. You have, when is the Kickstarter? It ends on May 4th at midnight Eastern Standard Time. So, or like 11.59 May 4th. So, so you have a limited time to go do that, but you can follow Jamila everywhere to know about all of her other projects and stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you like our podcast, you can subscribe. Uh, you can leave us a review if you want. And you can check out our new Patreon. We have a ton of cool rewards like being my uh, pen pal. Um, we have gift boxes and stuff like that. So we'll talk to you later. Have a great week and stay nerdy. Bye! <laughs>